0: What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods, and man, this is one of the guys I had marked down on my list to get at the HBCU Legacy Bowl. We couldn't connect there, but we got him on the show now, man. We got Norfolk State defensive end Deshaun Dixon on the show, absolutely dominated the Legacy Bowl, first team All-MEAC selection this year, a multiple-time All-MEAC selection throughout his career, man. So, Deshaun, thank you for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it's
1: a pleasure to be here.
0: For sure, and so let's start with your high school career out uh, up there in the state of Virginia, man. What was your recruiting process like out of high school, and which which schools and teams were recruiting you the hardest? Uh,
1: f- recruiting for me, uh, it was it was pretty late in the process. Um, it, like it happened a little towards uh, during basketball season. Um, I didn't get a lot of offers. Uh, like I, my sen- my senior year was like like. I had a really good senior year, and so, um, but I, you know, with with the guys in high school, you know, guys have been getting recruited since uh, freshman year. So, and um, you know, I I was like new to the scene and and uh, just starting to get my name out there. But uh, yeah, recruitment was late for me. Um, I had a total of seven offers. Um, I had like five D two schools, and then uh, my two D one offers were. Uh, Norfolk State and and Campbell. And I just um I mean the the heaviest was probably Johnson C. Smith. Uh they they was they was on me a lot. I liked them. Um Campbell, Campbell and uh Norfolk State was on me pretty good as well. Um but yeah I took a visit to Norfolk State first. I enjoyed my time there. I I, I like the culture. Um I really like like I, I really I really felt comfortable there and then I I took I took a visit to Campbell and you know I still felt the same I felt pretty good there um, but I decided to go to Norfolk State.
0: Absolutely, man. And so also speak, I know I know you said you felt comfortable and things like that. Was it the coaching staff? Did you have any relationships that you made on the visit that really put Norfolk State over the top? I mean, kind of kind of walk through what led you to Norfolk State.
1: Uh, the I mean, it was it it, uh, it was part of the reasoning the coaches. Um, I, I got a good, I bonded pretty well over the, the few weeks I I met the coaches. Um, so with them, with them recruiting me pretty good. Um, I like, you know, I I like the coaches. Um, I, I like the players. They, they seem like a fun, uh, fun group to be around. Um, I, kind of knew what they were trying to build there. Um, so like, I, I like, I like what they had going and, um, I mean, I, I like the campus. The campus was like a, a beautiful place to go. It was nice. Like it was, it was in that, in that in that uh building process where they were just adding stuff every year. So I mean, I, I was feeling good about it.
0: It, it was a good decision, man. And looking at the COVID season, you know, some programs were put in a weird position, having to play two full seasons in a calendar year. The MEAC decided not to play at all. For you, how tough was the COVID season on yourself and the program, thinking you were going to play and then not even being able to get a game in in the spring?
1: Uh, it was it was tough at first, um, trying to kind of adjusting to that that life outside of football. Um, but but it also made me <clears throat> excuse. Me. It made me also realize that there is life outside of football, like that. Like I have I have plans outside of football. Like if football didn't work out, um, I started working at the YMCA. Uh, I had been working there for, for like the past three years. Um, that that job really like that job really like I I really enjoyed that job. It kind of it definitely made me a better person than I am today. Um, so I I gotta I. I I, I will always go back if I wanted to. Um, but I, that was kind of like my career feel, you know, working with, you know, the park up, uh, working with Parks and Rec, uh, working with the kids. Like I, I really enjoyed that. And, um, you know, being with them, just like, like, like kind of took a little bit of that stress off. Like, like, Oh, like I understand football season is gone, but like, this is something I could do until, until, you know, we go back to the, to that schedule. Um, I mean, I still eventually started – I still was working with the YMC, you know, during the season and stuff, so um, I always had that to to fall back on.
0: Man, well, I just want to give a big shout-out to you, man, giving back to the community. I'm sure sure that made a big impact around where you were. So just a big shout-out for you, you know, using that extra time you had to give back to, you know, the kids in the community and things like that. But another big change this spring, man, a coaching change – this spring for for norfolk state for you how tough was that for you for the coaching staff that recruited you stepping out in a new in a new coaching staff and head coach stepping
1: um i I understood it was a business um like it it happened during my senior year so like for as far as me it was just like adjusting to to the new coaches and see you know just listening to what they got in as one of the leaders of the team you know you know, you got to be one of those first guys to like, you know, trust trust the the new coaching staff coming in. So that that was the main goal of it. Um, a little bit different for the younger guys, um, you know, with them with them getting recruited by the previous coaching staff, and then uh, and then the new got and, and then um the new coaching staff coming in. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like the same thing that happened with me my first year. I I got recruited uh by by coach brown um i believe he's with marshall now or some i forgot where he's at but uh but yeah before i even stepped foot on north state he was gone so um it wasn't it wasn't like i wasn't like disappointed um i understood you know it was a business at the at the the start so it was it was really just making that that adjustment to it and uh just take what the coaching got and just trust the process or whatever they got going
0: Right. And so you guys, you know, head coach, you know, head coach Dawson, Dawson Odom steps in, you know, I saw him down at the Legacy Bowl supporting you guys on game day, man. For you, what is he like behind the scenes and what was the culture of the program like under him when he stepped into Norfolk State?
1: Uh, he's a pretty, he's a pretty chill, uh, laid back coach. You know, he can, he knows how to turn it up as well. But, um, you know, I, I, li- I like coach outside of, you know, football. He was pretty cool. Um, he knew a lot of stuff. He was, uh, very knowledgeable of a lot of things. Um, and you know, I, I feel that was pretty good for, I was definitely, that was good for the program. Like, um, for him, it was, it was really about trusting the process, you know, chop wood, carry water, um, doing, doing your 11, uh, doing your one out 11. And, you know, I, I like what they got going on. Um, I actually went to the practice yesterday, uh, or actually it was this morning and, you know, see what they got going. And I mean, it's, like I, I like what they like. I said I got I like what they got going, and I I got a lot of I got a lot of hope for these guys.
0: Absolutely, man. So before we get to your just crazy all season, man, this season was a big season for you. First team on Miak led the Miak and sacks, had a huge season, man. I mean, impressive season. And congrats on that. But looking back, what were some of the takeaways, and what were the, what were some of the keys to having this just explosive, dominant season for yourself?
1: Uh, for me it was all about um you know keeping the productivity up and and still uh being consistent that, those are my two biggest Those were my two biggest takeaways uh coming in before the season um i know i finished the the junior year pretty pretty strong and you know despite the the covid year uh having, having me having that gap um you know i was still working on myself still working on my still working on my fundamentals my techniques you know just 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 working to get better every day and um, you know, coming into that senior season, you know, I was, I was ready to come back. Like it had been just about two years. And, and, you know, I was like, I was like, like, I'm like, this, this is going to be, the, this is going to be a big year for me. So yeah, coming in I, I wanted to stay consistent and, um, you know, double my, you know, if I want to go to the next level, I was going to have to get my productivity up as far as like sacks and TFL stuff like that. Um, Like the tackles there, a lot of my tackles was, was effort tackles you know, always, always running to the ball. So, um, but you know, actually making making big plays, you know, to to you know get those numbers up and and being consistent with it. So, um yeah, that's that's how I came in. That's that's that was my biggest takeaway
0: from it. Well, you continued this the momentum into this into this all season, man. The leg, HBCU Legacy Bowl just wrapped up a while back down in New Orleans. We were down there covering it, man, and you know. You were one of I, I ranked you in my top three performers for the entire week, man. I mean you you were putting on a show, and we'll get into that in a second. But for you, real quickly, what were some of your takeaways from the HBCU Legacy Bowl, and did you achieve all the goals that you set for yourself?
1: Uh, absolutely, I, I I believe I came in with a with a mission to just kind of uh, make myself stand out from from everyone else. I, I understand. You know, we're, we're, we're all, you know, we're all one. We've got the same common goal, you know, to get drafted, to get picked up by a team. But I wanted to stand out uh, as far as, like, as far as uh, as an individual go. Um, but, I mean, for me, for me, and, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity to be there. Um, I enjoyed the opportunity gave us. It's truly a blessing. I like what the – I like that, you know, a lot of people came together to to bring that because, you know, we needed, we needed to have that bridge from, you know, small schools, HBCUs, to – um to professional level and what they doing and, and showing that they was really investing into that um that was that was really good not just for uh not just for not just for me if but for all your HBCUs. So um that I I really like I said I really enjoyed being down there. It was a fun time. I enjoyed being with the guys and you know you know you know good luck to everyone in, in the in the process. I know it's a tough process but uh we all we all gonna we all gonna get there.
0: Absolutely, man. And so you know, I, I was on the sideline. And I heard some of the scouts, man. I told you before the show. One of the scouts was like, "Man, that that he pointed to you and was like, if they don't take him out, the offensive line is not going to learn anything today because you you were causing havoc in that first practice for Team Gaither, man. So for you, talking to some scouts after practices in the game, I saw you talking to a few. What was some of the feedback that you got from the Legacy Bowl?
1: Um, just just kind of telling me, you know, keep working, you know, keep working on your stuff. Um, I understand, I understand. I need to, to clean up some stuff. The effort is going to always be there. I, I would, I would never not give effort. Um, you know, just, I mean, even talking to them afterwards, you know, just having a conversation with them. Um, not just like on football terms, just like outside of football, like what are your goals? Like, what do you do outside of what do you do outside of football, just stuff like this, having a conversation with them. And then, you know, asking questions back, you know, well, how long you been in the scouting business, um, you know, what made you get into scouting, you know, like you've always been like, just just asking simple questions like that is always, it's always a good thing,
0: man. I, I love to hear, man. I know th- this, this, this past, you know, at time at the HBC legacy, but I know you impressed a lot of people, man. So I'm excited to see what that return is in April come the NFL draft, but we're going to have to take you way back, man. Take me back to freshman year, Deshaun Dixon and compare him to the guy I'm talking to right now. How has your game evolved throughout your career?
1: Uh, I, I really want to say uh, one, number one thing was probably confidence. Uh, I came into college, you know, like the quiet guy, real shy. I didn't, I didn't really talk to anybody. And um, you know, being on the field, I was, you know, I was trying to prove a point early and and I was undersized and I, I understand what I need to do as far as, you know, if I want to get be a better player into the, the system. Um, but you know, I I I I wasn't as you know, I wasn't I wasn't confident in my abilities. You know, I, I always second guess a lot of things. I didn't I didn't really have a plan coming into it. I was just trying to be an athlete out there. Um and, and it's a little bit more than that. So, you know, through the years, you know, uh you know, hard work and dedication, blood, sweat, and tears all on the field in the weight room. Um I mean it's. It's been it's been a long it's been a long it was a long process, uh, but I enjoyed it though. The grind is definitely is definitely an enjoyable thing to be in, especially when especially when you see progress and you start to see results um, uh, from from freshman year. I mean, I, I I just started off as a special teams guy and, and coming in on third downs, and then as I as as I go through the years, you know, the role started getting uh, my role started getting bigger. Um, I knew what I needed to do, um, started to be more of a leader, um, not just spoken leader, I was more about, you know, lead by example. Um, we, I mean, we had those vocal leaders on the team, but, you know, I still said my part, but, uh, I'm getting better with it. And you know, I'm trying to get better, just speaking in front of, speaking in front of the whole team, that's, I'm still getting new. I'm, I'm still working on that, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been a hell of a process.
0: Absolutely, man. So, you know, this last part of the interview, man, I like to structure these questions for people to kind of get to know you a bit better as a player, what you see yourself on the field. So the first one is which NFL which NFL player do you think you model your game after the most?
1: Uh, uh, Me, I have my own style, um, but I I picked up I picked up, you know, different stuff from different players. So um, one, Shaq Barrett was probably my number one guy um I watched him for a while even when he was with the Broncos um watched him for a little bit and then and I just watched a couple other guys Matt Crosby um Nick Bosa Joey Bosa um who else uh Chandler Jones Von Miller um even even going back a little bit you know watched a little bit of Julius Peppers um watched a little bit of Terrell Suggs I watched a little bit of um Jared Allen just just some other guys I can name off but uh yeah, I was, picking up, I was picking up stuff from, from different guys. You know, I, I always wanted to add, add it to my bag. And, um,
0: you know, like I said, I, I have my own style, but I was I was just picking apart from different people. Oh, man, it's paying off in a big way, man. So I, I, I definitely like that answer. But I was very superstitious when I was playing as an O-lineman, which isn't common. O-linemen are usually not superstitious. I was pregame. I had to have my routine for mm. you. How do you get ready on game days, man?
1: Uh, so I, I am a little bit superstitious a little bit. I, I'm not, I, I don't like to count myself as superstitious, but it's like, it's like certain things like I gotta do. Um, so like me, I like listening to jazz music or watching cartoons before a game. Um, me being like super focused, causes me to, I wouldn't say mess up, but like makes me, makes me be, um, let me see the word I'm looking for, uh, just kind of on edge a little bit and, and it causes me to mess it up a little bit um but like me being relaxed and, and cool and calm I, I i feel i feel more better but um but yeah you know I had, I had a few stuff i did before the game so like before i put my cleats on i always dump my cleats out before i uh before i uh, do something before i put them on it's like i've always I, i've always done that and i was like i'm not gonna not gonna break that um what else uh before on the field before before i get on the field i like to wipe my feet just kind of wipe off all the, that negative, that negative energy, just leave it off the field and and having that positive energy on the field. I always do that. Um, what else? Uh, you know, I got to get some pushups in before the game. It's always, it's always a big thing. I got to get in just kind of, kind of get my, get my arms pumping. I like, I like doing that. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. I didn't have nothing like spectacular. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of I, I got a few I got a few stuff I gotta do before a game.
0: I I like the wiping off the negativity. I I really like that one. That 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 that's a, that's a unique ritual. I I, I really like that one. But I I know you said you came in the quiet guy, man. But it gets chippy on the line of scrimmage. I know as a former O lineman, I I I never stopped talking. I was one of those guys. But for you, <laughs> are were you a big trash talker during the game?
1: Nah, it was, it was crazy. Like you know, some guys are trash talk to me, me. i like to have conversations. I like to, I like to talk, I like to talk like outside of football, like, or, or I'll speak about something about during the game. Like, um, like I'll call out a play. I'll call out a play on the, on the offense and be like, I know what's coming and stuff like that. Or he doing this, he doing that. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, some, some of the old line talk, talk trash to me, but, uh, and I just kind of laugh at it, you know. I think I think it's funny sometimes seeing seeing somebody like trying to get in your head, but like it doesn't bother me. But so I just be like, I just be laughing at it sometimes. But like, I mean, nah, I don't I don't talk trash. Uh, usually when even when somebody even somebody wins on a play, um, and they talk trash, I just kind of laugh at it. Like, okay, I'm gonna about, about get them back to this play. So, yeah, I don't really I don't really be talking trash though. But I be conversating out there, just random conversations.
0: I, I like it, man. You just did, that, that throws them completely off their game. They're trying to get fired up. They're trying to get into you. You're Just like, man, how was your day today?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, what, 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 I'm, I'm shaking hands. I'm, <laughs> you know, I get I make a play or something like that. Like, I'll be like, oh, that's you know, that's some nice cleats you got on. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like, oh, where you get them from? But just 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 throwing random stuff out there.
0: Oh, I love it, man! So I know there were some guys at, at the HBC Legacy Ball who wish I would have asked you this question before that game was over. But what is the number one mistake an offensive lineman can make against you?
1: Uh, thinking they can, uh, you know, they can read me. No, no thinking when I, they know what I'm about to do.
0: I'm, I'm always, I'm always
1: about head games. I'm going to play games, but even even if it takes to to lose a rep, you know. So like. So like I'll I'll bull rush, I'll bull rush to start it off. Oh, he thinks I'm a uh for the rest of the game, he think I'm gonna he think I'm gonna keep doing stuff like that. And then, you know, I'm throwing like finesse moves at him now. So and you know, he's always trying to, he's always like I know at the Legacy Bowl, um the right tackle, he was I was going against him pretty much all game. But uh I, I hit him I hit him, I hit him with a bull at first. So he kinda played he tried to play heavy on me. So I did a lot of I did a lot, I, I got a lot of spins off him. Um, even in the inside, I, I mean, they kind of knew what I was, uh, what I was trying to do. But like, I was trying to, trying to, yeah, I was mixing up my stuff. But uh, they was, they started doubling me at one point. So I'm like, okay, I was like, all right, that's, uh, we we playing like that. All right, it's cool.
0: <laughs> you said, you said, you said in an all star game, you, like you had to pull the Devin Booker, and be like, we're just trying, like this is not, you can't double me. You got to beat me one on one out here.
1: Yeah, so like,
0: so like, it was crazy. Like I got double when I went
1: as a as a, a five te- like a wide five technique and I was looking, I was like, if I'm going a dose, somebody gotta be over. I'm I'm like I'm not the guy to worry about. Like yeah, you worry about the wrong guy. I'm just trying to I'm trying to make plays out here. I'm trying to play the same game you playing.
0: Oh, man. Listen, you were a guy they had to worry about. I was out there all week. I'd be worried about it. I know the offensive coordinator was like, we got to block him. That's the, like, you were the guy that had to block, man. But looking back in your career, man, you you faced a lot of great opponents and teams. Who are some of the best offensive players you've ever had to face?
1: Uh, I mean, shoot, from freshman year, it was a lot of, like me, I was was a very, I, I was a small guy. I didn't really have a lot of muscle on me. I ain't have a lot of weight on me yet. So like anybody from anybody from the uh North Carolina Central office line. I've I've always had like a little rivalry with them. I I just didn't like them as much as the other guys. Um they uh they played a little dirty and uh they got me one time. You know, I got I got pancake freshman year. And you know, I tried to get up and he kind of walked over me. I was like I was like, "Oh, okay, like this is the welcome to college thing." I'm like, "Okay, you know." But like it was like I was like, oh, I'm really getting disrespected out here. So like, from like from years on against Central, like that's kind of like been my like that's that's my game to to go off, you know. Like I I I just uh, got a nice little rivalry against them. But like as far as like individuals, um, I mean it was a couple guys. I wouldn't say anybody like completely completely like stopped me, but like one guy did have a tough uh, tough guy to go against. Um, it was a guy from Howard. I I met him junior year um, and, and and senior year, and he was like just a big. He was just a big body. Like from I know I know from freshman. I mean, uh, from sophomore year, he was like six six, three hundred plus, and he was just a big guy who could move. And then like when I met him senior year again, it was six eight three forty three fifties. So I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm like this, this guy got pretty big, you know. But like he was like he was just like. It was just like a problem. Like he was just like like he's he's gonna be he's definitely going to the league. He's he's just like I know he gotta work on some technique stuff, but as far as like overall, he was probably the best player I had to go against. That's the toughest player I had to go against, just because of his size,
0: you know, him being being able to move at that size. Oh man. Yeah. They, they don't make six, eight, three, forty often that can move. I mean, that's, that's, that is rare. That, that's, that's rare athleticism at that size, man. But right. we all, we all know the narrative here. That's why the HBCU legacy bowls is important. And that's why the HBCU combine was important this year and et cetera. But a lot of, a lot of scouts and other media overlook FCS, man. So for you, what is your response to those who may overlook you coming into the draft process for playing at the FCS level?
1: You know playing playing at the FCS level you know it's it's, it's just as just as good a competition than it is at FBS you know um I mean I'm not even just speaking for me I'm speaking for a lot of for a lot of players um, you know those those guys who overlook those FCS teams because my boy, um, because they don't they didn't have the so- on so so-called talent at those at those little schools and you um, You know, guys, you know, you expect, you know, other guys, they expect like guys to come out of Bama, Georgia, um, uh, Louisiana, or it's, you know, just just all those FBS teams. So like guys are already looking over there. So when you, so when you overlook the FCS guy, somebody who's probably going to work just as hard as the guy from FBS, you know, it's, it's like, I know back then it was tough, but like now, now that. You know we're having some light shine on the FBS, and you see, and you see it. shows, and on a professional level, you see a lot of FCS guys shoot. Cooper Cup just won the Super Bowl MVP, uh, coming from an FCS. So like, there's guys that can play at FCS. There's guys who's gonna work just as hard as those FBS guys. So, you know, like, you know, let's start. You know, let, let's let's start looking at these. You know, these other schools because there's talent everywhere. If you can play, they're gonna find you. But there is talent. There's talent. Everywhere, and you you just got to take the time to to go out and go look at those schools.
0: Man, love the message on that one. I think this year could be a turning point. I mean, we got a top fifteen potential pick coming out of Northern Iowa and Trevor Penning. We saw Cole Kelly win MVP at 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 the NFL pa Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yourself shine at the HBCU Combine. There were a bunch of players there. Then also Christian Watson winning wide receiver MVP at the Senior Bowl for North Dakota State. There's been a lot of FCS guys that have put on shows this postseason, so I'm expecting to see the returns come April, man. But the last question here, man, an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Deshaun Dixon if they if they bring you in in April, draft you in the NFL draft. What do you tell them? That they're
1: getting in the playmaker. They're getting a guy they can count on for the next 10, 15 years. I'm going to be one of them old guys playing in the league. Um, you're getting a playmaker. You're getting somebody who's going to play with absolute effort every every play i'm gonna outwork i'm gonna come in and, and, and try to outwork the number one guy um i know i know what i bring to the table i'm a pass rusher i'm a like i'm a I mean, I play i'm a playmaker but I, i'm i'm labeled as a pass rusher i'm gonna get i'm gonna get those sacks i'm gonna i'm gonna get my name out there i'm I'm trying to be up there with, with one of the greats so um they're, 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 they're gonna get a one of a kind player.
0: Man, I love it, and like, like I said, man, congrats on your season! Man, first team All American again, leading the MIAC and the swag. And But I, I think the bit one of the biggest standouts at the HPC Legacy Bowl, man, wreaking havoc. But where can people follow your journey to the NFL draft? Man, plug your social medias, give your shout outs, man. Anything you need to plug this time is yours, man.
1: Uh, shoot, just I mean, like, like shout outs, they doing shout outs, yeah, yeah. Or, okay, yeah. Um. I want to shout out to my family, um, back at home, always supporting me. Um, they all they they've been down there. They've been down since day one. And you know they, you know uh, guys outside of family, they see me as this this small scrawny guy who's just trying to you know on the on the basketball court just <laughs> just just being being me. Um, but, you know, but but then uh, for guys outside guys outside of uh, guys outside of family, you know they 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 see me as this this intimidated big guy on the field it's crazy like the perception is definitely uh perception is definitely huge but um yeah shout out to the family um one shout out to my coaches that all coached me and got me to this point um I you know I wouldn't be here without you know without anybody you know I like to shout out you know my my little family I got my daughter and my girl um they 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 support me wherever I'm going whatever they're going they go I'm going um so Um, you know, just, just shout out to them and, you know, thank you, everybody who's, who's been, who's been in this process. Um, um, guys who helped me out, guys who's training me now and, and I mean, you can follow me on Instagram, just Deshaun underscore Dixon, um, Twitter is the name's 18 and that I don't really be posting too much, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, you guys can somewhat follow the journey like that. So yeah, thank you.
0: Oh, man, for sure. But, guys, you know it's all about supporting the players, man. Make sure to go follow Deshaun on all social media. Follow his journey to the NFL draft. And when he gets there, man, buy buy this man's jersey. I promise you, you won't regret it, man. Support our guy Deshaun Dixon right here. But, guys, for the Blue Bloods, myself and Deshaun, we are out for right now.